Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. Gonna feel so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? God lovers, Americans, friends around the world, welcome to episode four of Will You Accept This Rose? I'm Arda Marine, along with my co-host, Aaron Foley. And Eddie Pepitone uh, has sent us another dispatch from Atlanta. Um, wow, I just have to just let everybody out there listening know I'm just, I'm not in Los Angeles right now. I've just gotten to New York City, and what a gift. To land in a city filled with snow, to go to a home, and to be able to get on the horn and talk to people about The Bachelor. That is the American dream, ladies and gentlemen. Erin, now you've been traveling all over. I have. Were you, and... you sent me quite the photo. There was a mullet, a mullet that I, I wish she was a bachelorette on. I mean, it was an incredible a photo. We should probably, well, we should post it somewhere. I should uh, post it, but then I thought, you know, is it, is it, is it bad that I'm, I, I followed a woman in public supermarket in uh, Apollo Beach and got a, uh, and got a, and got a photo of the mullet, but it was the greatest mullet I've ever seen in my life. And she you, didn't see you know me what? take her picture by the produce, and it made me incredibly happy. 
You know what's frightening? You sent me a photo of this woman with the mullet. We'll put it on our Facebook yeah, page. All right. We actually okay. So anybody out there, we have a new Facebook page. Will you accept this rose podcast? You can like it, and we'll put it up there. And um, uh, it. I, it was frightening when you texted me that photo. I actually thought, what's, I actually know a woman who looks like that in Los Angeles. And I thought, oh, how does Erin know her? And then I thought, how do I know her? Like, how is that? Anyway. Um, this, I'm sure, you, will all be edited landed, out. But, uh, yeah, it was a great You landed in Los Angeles, and you immediately got into bed, and you watched The Bachelor. It was, it was, I have to say, you know, I've watched this show for a very long time. I think it was one of my all-time favorite episodes. Was it really? No, I'm going to tell you the truth too. There was I had a close call this week. I was very there was a, I was on hold to possibly be on Bachelor Live. So exciting! So so exciting! I'm thinking it was maybe like Allison Williams or somebody they were trying to get out of the blizzard. So I was sort of there, like on the on the ground, happy. Any if anybody from Bachelor Live is listening, I mean that is a that is a dream. But um, I got to watch the episode in advance, and if if I'll, if I cannot express to you the joy I felt. Um, I watched all weekend, watching that helicopter landing and watching that helicopter, because he loves the helicopter, Ben Higgins. Yeah, watching let's, let's that, get into it. The helicopter. I mean, you can't go anywhere what, without a convertible or a helicopter on this fucking show. And it's always like these old, tiny, like, Thunderbird convertibles. Like, the guy, like, like he, he's like, he's almost like the Fonz has set up all of his dates. Like, it's like the coolest car in the 50s. But like the helicopter, with the helicopter landing and knocking over the wine glass, or he's on the date with JoJo, like the the champagne bottle and the actually landing too close and blowing thing, everything over might have been my favorite piece of footage I've seen all year. Yeah, I watched it all weekend. I think that was amazing. I also think the twins on the treadmill walking oh my at the same time, oh my saying that was a really great workout. I think I've watched that maybe seven times on a loop. And as a twin, you know, I get, I get, it was one of the creepiest things I've, I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> well, I actually got, I got very excited about the twins because they kept talking about when the, when the talent show or as Eddie Pepo talent coming up calls it the talentless show, when the talent show happened and they were like thankful that they were used to being public for their jobs. Of course, all we know for their job, all we know that they do, it just says twin. Like, that's the only thing. So yeah, I they're twins. They're professional some, twins. That's why I looked it up. They are professional twins. They are literally professional twins. They're like professional hot twins. Um, I mean, the, I, the, I, between the twins, the treadmill, the helicopter, and Olivia losing her shit when all of a sudden it turned out just like popping out of a cake wasn't adorable enough this was an exciting episode yeah and then and then uh at the very end during credits they bust out the cookie game which should have been uh, i think at least 10 minutes of the show i mean oh did you see the cookie game with, yeah was that with kayla the sex panther Did she do that that's we have to discuss the sex panther. How low is his bar? He wouldn't know a fucking sex panther if there was a woman dressed as a panther that just banged him. Like, how low is your bar when you come up with, when you describe her as a sex panther? You know what? It, and it really, yeah, I have to say, sex panther. She yeah, kissed that, him. If that's a sex, that's a very vanilla sex panther. That is a very vanilla sex panther. I. I laughed I mean, so hard at that moment. It was one of the greatest moments least, of Bachelor history. If Becca, if Becca ends up with him as like the you know forty eight year old virgin, like I know she's twenty six. If she ends up with the twenty six year old virgin, at least 
if if that if Kayla's a sex panther, at least Becca won't have to get like super freaky that quickly in the bedroom. <laughs> I mean, oh my god! Okay, there's so we have many a special things. guest coming up. But we have a very special guest. We're very excited to have on the podcast. Before we get to her, we just wanted to give a shout out to some of um, the people who emailed into us. So I just want to read a few select things to rosepodcast at gmail dot com. Um, we had a few people reply about. So we we did a poll. Um, of, would you rather go on a cross country road trip with Dr. Love from that, from the Dr. Love episode, Chris Christie or, um, uh, Robert Durst? And, uh, Andrea Johnson says that she would choose Chris Christie because he looks too happy and dumb to try to kill her and he'd take her to every candy store across the limb, uh, across America. Valid point. So I went, I went with Chris Christie. Yeah. It's the, the lesser then, of three horrible evils. However, um, I'll tell you somebody, uh, I'll tell you, da, da, da. Nathaniel Proctor chose, now he's a guy, so he might be able to defend himself a little bit easier. I mean, he might be a burlier guy. He chose, he wanted to go on a road trip with Robert Durst because he was going to take the risk of being murdered over the other two options. And he is, he's so rich that they would at least have a sweet ride before he got murdered, which I appreciated his priority. I, yeah, I, that's. I think the definition of super creepy, but thanks for emailing. And then, um, let's see, one final thing. Oh, Darren, I'm probably going to butcher this name, and my apologies. Darren Bakuniski, um he Nailing thinks it. that, talking about Olivia, is Olivia delusional? Um, he thinks that Ben is just giving squeezes to everybody, but isn't that what it's all about? And it's like... Now, did you think, if you weren't here last week, did you think that Ben was actually, because Olivia thinks that he's talking to her in some code language. Do you think that he's... Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, she's being kept around for ratings, which I appreciate. Uh, she's stepped into she's the lace role beautifully. Yeah. But I do think that um, this episode, if that, and thank you for emailing, um, if this, if he thought that way last episode, this episode, she must have said secret coding and winks and she said it every single time to make up for the fact that he's so bored by her i think annoyed and almost slightly horrified uh but you know thank god she got that rose so we get one more week at least how many more weeks do you think we'll get of her I don't think I we'll get more than two. Like one or two. Let's bring in, because this is important stuff, and if I if I was our guest, I'd be chomping at the bit to get yeah. in on this discussion, so I cannot keep my, my sweet kitty cat queen on the sidelines any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, Allison Rosen is joining us uh, of the of very famous host of Allison Rosen is your new best friend, also Bachelor super fan. Allison, Thank welcome. you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and have a place to talk about The Bachelor because my husband oh, is now, tired how many of years, it. <laughs> How many years have you been on uh, like a Bachelor? Have you been in the whole time? I, I think I got in at season two and then I've yeah. tapped in and out. I have not watched yeah. every single season. I find this is my feeling. The first episode, I find that the first episode of every season is a little bit hard to get through because you don't know who everyone is yet. And it's just a parade of bimbos doing stupid things and a guy that's like cheesy and a little bit unlikable. And then you you flash forward and you think, eventually I'm going to feel so different about everyone. But it's just the weeding through process. Um, Yes. But so oftentimes I'll like watch the first couple episodes and then it just takes me a while to get in. I loved bachelor and bachelor pad 
That's the pad, right? Bachelor I Paradise? missed Bachelor Pad. I there was only Bachelor, seen Bachelor oh, there was Paradise. Bachelor Pad. Yeah, years there was ago. Bachelor Pad yeah. before Bachelor in Paradise. So I saw some of the early seasons, um, and then I've been in and out. But I'm very, very into this season. Now, do, now, tell me why. Tell me why. Um, I actually, I'm embarrassed to admit this. I find Please Ben. Admit it. Be I free. find Ben Higgins likable. I think I'm developing feelings for Ben. <laughs> You know what? It scares me. I feel like he's wearing me down as well. Whereas, like, I there's a part of me that's like, he's very handsome. He's he sort is. of boring, but he's a nice guy. Like, did you did you watch? Did you guys watch the Ben Flanick episode? Ben Flanick, uh, the he had like a winery in Sonoma. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he and I follow each other on Twitter, and I just DM'd him today, so it's horrifying that I'm about to say what I'm about to say. But I liked him. Really? I found him extremely unlikable. That's the guy that wound up with Courtney Robertson? Yeah, getting to the finals, right? Did, so or minute, did you're he, did DMing he... this guy? What did you say to him? I said, hey, no, I said, hey, I'd love to have you on my podcast if you're interested, because I thought, I, I, I'm surprised that he follows me. It's weird that he follows me and that he has any idea who I am. So yeah. I was just testing the waters to see, like, is he a podcast fan or how, how is this happening? Um, I have not heard back yet, so I'll let you guys know. But, um, yeah, I, I, like, he was someone where it was, it was hard to believe that he was truly there. To, it's, I find it hard to believe that they're ever there to really find their wife. Like, I feel like the whole premise of the show is, is ridiculous. And oh, yet I like yeah. to watch it. Although with this guy, you kind of buy it. Like, you do feel here's this hot guy who actually seems like he somehow feels like he's not enough, which may be the perfect person to actually be looking on TV for your wife. Right. Hot and damaged. Yeah. I hot also feel like the I, I I don't mind him. I don't. I'm not like, yeah, Ben, but I do think the women are interesting enough. There's some, you know, total wild cards. My overall thing with the women is, uh, and I'm thoroughly enjoying the season because, you know, you need your crazies. You, oh, yeah. you need your, you know, emotionally unstable. Who doesn't love a good emotional unstable guest? Uh, well, we have a plethora this season. But overall, I do think that when you're talking about premise, the... Um, it, it's a little cringeworthy how these women are 23 and their whole their whole purpose in life is to get mar- married. Right. Like, when they were in Vegas and, and they're like, we're going to Vegas and they all started screaming. I was like, has anyone left their town? Like, they, <laughs> you go to Vegas once, you're like, this is a hellhole. But well, like, they I, were so into it. Also, like, when they were screaming and like, it really drove home just how sort of stimuli starved they are when they're like, ladies, I have to tell you. You know, he Ben Higgins is not in California, and like this is like what? You know, like, <laughs> like just like they're like hunting big game, and they've lost their you know they've lost the big one. It's just like like. And that and sign can, right up on the on the Vegas billboard when it's like, ladies, oh, right. I'm excited to see you. And they were like, ah, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And, and you're they, like, oh, my God. They thought he really wrote it. Wrote it. Yeah. The, <laughs> he doesn't even know. Okay. So let's get back. I need to talk. I have not I, I have not discussed this episode with anybody. And I'm so – we need to talk about Olivia. Mm. Yeah, okay. First of all, I, I, I am her insane confidence. I wish I even had like a tenth of her insane confidence. But then the crippling into like her meltdown when she wasn't the queen of the prom at the, and it's also like when she saw him kiss JoJo. It's like 
Which he kept saying, when I watched my husband kiss JoJo, it's like, what show do you think you're on? He, yeah. That's what they do. That's what they do. I was really surprised, actually, with how terrible her performance is. Because from the yeah. way yeah. that she was talking beforehand, I figured that she was like some talented burlesque stripper queen. Totally. She said yeah. shimmy shimmy yeah. a lot. <laughs> she used the term shimmy yeah. shimmy as if it's like a real thing that she does. You thought you could at least shimmy <laughs> right. if you say shimmy shimmy. She couldn't even shimmy. But then it was well, just so awkward. So awkward. Well, I tell you what, I don't, I don't know if you guys are wired like this, but it did watching because I feel that I have inside of me, I and I don't do it anymore, but I feel like the I have the operating system of a person who once ashamed is a chronic apologizer mm. and watching her make it so much yes just shut the fuck up just stop just drop it change the subject you walk away and you gotta walk on. away Olivia. she became so needy mm. oh my she god became, and then she and then she, it's like a, a heavy dose of needy and then a triple dose of single white female right not a good pot oh my not god. a good pot mm-hmm. to dip into i mean no. she she's uh She's now she's become like sort of now it's like that what I felt towards the end lace. of lace mm-hmm. was she's like, the new lace. oh, no, it's it's like one it's cringeworthy. But then I also like you start feeling bad. It also felt like the producers were playing kind of circusy type music behind her <laughs> heartfelt, please, which yes, colored how were, I took it. It's clearly what I noticed that, you know, what's amazing is that just to, to, to take a pause for a second and you bring up lace. What's amazing about lace is that she's, I don't know if you saw her on bachelor live last week, but she really walked away with like such elegance and grace. She's like the Kate Middleton of America right now. Lace. <laughs> I can't she, believe I missed that. I, Oh my God. She, I missed that too. I, I missed that. Oh my God! They offered her a spot on Bachelor in Paradise, and she turned it down because she actually went on reality TV and found dignity. She's sober now, and they said, "If you had it to do over, what would you do differently?" And she said, "I wouldn't go on the show." She's the new Irene they they, from Real World, Seattle. Yeah, yeah, she actually. And then this like, is you know, shock. Nick, now I have to go back and find it. So Lace had to come to Nick, Jesus on national TV, huh? No, that's and awesome. Nick Kroll and John Mulaney, and she's funny and like self-deprecating. Like Nick Kroll and John Mulaney were on as their old men characters, and Nick Kroll's character—I don't know what his name is—we'll call him like Barry or whatever. So like Barry was flirting with Lace, and then so they they pressure they wouldn't drop. Like they kept trying to pressure her to commit to being on Bachelor in Paradise, and then she was very funny. Rather than being like a bitch about, she she just said she's like, you know what? I'm just gonna see, I'm gonna have to wait and see what, what happens with Barry here because he's been like flirting with her. So, oh my like, god, that's awesome! Good for Lace. She was lace was like funny and pretty and like so she was poised and she and she handled like she handled herself well and like actually had a moment of awareness, which is like this strange thing that like that's never happened in America. But the thing with anybody. lace, I think there's a real difference between lace and Olivia because lace had this quality of like you just were like okay, there's she's totally unstable, she's drinking. By, like, the second episode, you wanted to almost protect her. Mm -hmm. Like, because you could tell she was just so... Coming unhinged. Just coming unhinged. But with Olivia, you're just like... She's got that straight-up bitch quality. Yes. And and then, so you don't really cheer... You you feel like, oh, God. But I liked her at the beginning. That's what's weird. She was great in the beginning. She really flipped. But now, now somebody somebody, uh, who listens to the podcast tweeted me on Twitter and and pointed out, which it's like... Every time somebody, like every time Olivia walks up to interrupt, every time Ben gets interrupted, the girls just roll over and play. Just like, is it? There's no way you can just stay there. Like, 
Even if you've been with him for a second, like I feel like the entire episode is. Can, can I, I steal him for a, for a second? <laughs> And then it's also like, and then the whole conversation is like, God, I've been wanting to talk to you. I've been wanting to talk to you. Like the whole, like, yeah, I wanted to talk to you too. Like the whole thing is about, about wanting to talk, but then like, n- there's no actual conversation that happens. Yeah. It would be super refreshing, you know, if you had like two minutes with Ben and someone came up to you and they're like, cause they always are, they start polite. They're like, oh, you know, in the history of the bachelor, bachelorette, Oh, do you mind? You'd be like, yeah, I mm-hmm. do. I just sat yeah. down. You need to back away. Of all the women you, there, who do you think would be most likely to not allow someone Jubes. to steal? Jubes. That's who I was thinking, too. Jubes would take I out her totally pistol thinking, and be like, yeah. bitch, you need to back up. And and we'd all we'd all be on Jubes', Jubes. side. She's a war veteran. War veteran. Jubes. Jubes. I enjoyed Jubes throwing shade on Becca's virginity. Oh, that was... <laughs> That was that was bordering on like oh god that's a little ugly but uh you know listen but, but can we talk about okay okay there's so much I want to talk about we need to get to them marrying people but mm-hmm. first I want to talk let's talk about JoJo for a second oh, wait. JoJo feels like a front runner Arden just yeah. for a second can we just really quickly because Katie and I had talked about this really quick when when Jubes is throwing shade at uh Becca like perfect yeah, person to wear white. And then it came out because I think we were all were wondering, is she still a virgin? Yeah. Because I don't know. Wait, I don't know. I don't know if you saw that because last season or what? Two seasons ago. Right. Two seasons ago with Krista Farmer. Arden, she got picked for the fantasy suite. And the whole time we were like, this is the greatest thing ever to lose your virginity in the fantasy yeah. suite of The Bachelor yeah. is the greatest yeah. moment in television history. <laughs> well, and and of course well, she didn't do it, but the whole time I was like, oh my god, what if she banged the farmer in the fantasy suite, and that's what she lost well, her virginity? You didn't watch Bachelor in Paradise, I don't think, because you missed Crazy Ashley, who has the Disney princess thing, who cries a lot. She wanted the virgin. She wanted to go give her virginity to Jared, and I think he denied her. She tried to give it to him in the fantasy suite. But can you imagine if you're sitting around, like you know, and you're like talking, like you have three glasses of wine, you're talking about like how. You lost your virginity. It's a much like, better story. And then you, Becca rolls in and does the mic drop. I banged the dude in a fantasy suite in the back. Like it's, it's, it, it would just it be so amazing. awesome. Anyway. It is, it, it is amazing. It is amazing. Um, All right, JoJo. Okay, JoJo. I let's can we now now Allison that you're in. Did you enjoy the helicopter blowing everything over as much as I did? Oh yes, I did. What do you make of the fact that as soon as things started crashing around, they began making out? <laughs> Like, were they so oh turned God. on by clattering and breaking glass, <laughs> a broken glass? Or was it LaPruz yes. was like, make out, make out, and distract the viewer yeah, from this? hysterical. Yes, it's right. It's almost like it's like so, they're going on some, like, extreme, va- like, sexy extreme vacation, you know, <laughs> where, like, the sex panther, that's his sex panther. He just needs, like, within the safe confines. And then the girls watching, and Olivia's being triggered by watching him make out with her that much. It's like, literally, have you never seen the show? I, yeah, I know. I'm, the whole time I'm it's like, happening. this is what happens on every... But I did think the making out was so funny because mm-hmm. my first instinct would be to, like, cover my head. You right. know, there's, like, glass and wind. <laughs> there, <laughs> and must, the there, yeah. there, wasn't, there must have been an earpiece, like, make out, make out, like... This is embarrassing because we set up a prop, you know, table that didn't work. And now, where did they fly to? They flew to like a roof of a. They flew hotel? right down the road. They flew like twenty. Yeah, feet. like they didn't end up anywhere. <laughs> At least she didn't have to go into a jacuzzi, which is like it seems like it feels like he flies and then goes to jacuzzi mm-hmm. and drives like 
or like 1950s cars. Um, but wait, where did they? Where did they I go on the remember. date? I can't remember. Katie, do you remember where they went on the date? They wound up in the hotel having dinner, which I thought this is the cheapest date ever because you've got every <laughs> the best restaurants in the world in Las Vegas, and they were in his hotel suite with like a piece of chicken. Room. That's right, and then and then they went to the roof and had all the fireworks, which is a pretty good fireworks display, I have to say. But like, but what did they do no, during the-, the day? I can't remember what they did during the day. That's how exciting I, the date was. We have no idea what they did. I don't remember, but like it felt like so she's been damaged. She had to tell him that she'd been damaged. It's like wasn't I? I have a question for both of you. It was yeah. so weird to me how she phrased it that I paused it, yeah. rewound it, and wrote it down verbatim. Because Please, it sounded it. like she was dating a thruple, like she was part of a thruple. <laughs> yeah, she said it was more. Co- I wasn't she, she the only they. person in. She said I wasn't. Oh he right. Said, she said I it was trust issues and Ben says did they did he cheat and she said I wasn't the only person involved in their life and while I was giving everything to this one person um something something to I can't even read my own writing and connecting and oh yeah and committing to them I wasn't getting that in return. I was like, who? What, what's up with the plural? I remember. I noticed the weirdness of that. And my reaction at the time was like, oh, that's just a, we- they're a weird edit where they cut out a lot of her explaining the backstory. Okay, it must maybe, be that, must be right? That. Otherwise, yeah, it, was, it was, it was, it was weird I though, saw, right? Yes. And it was also like really recent. Now, granted, I'm not 25. I'm 26. But, <laughs> but like, I mean, I, like, I'm not 25, but like, so maybe that's like a long time, like oh five months ago. But like it sounded like she has trust like she feels like she just got really boned over by some couple. <laughs> by literally by a couple. I swear to God, I was like, that is such a weird way to phrase it. And I like yeah, her. Yeah, that was weird. I liked her too. I felt like I, I feel like I do think the flight attendant's going to take it all. I think Lauren B's the one to one to beat. She can juggle. She she could juggle. juggle. I do think okay, that though Jojo show. lost a little bit points in my mind when Olivia came back and Jojo pulled her aside and was like, "How did you start the conversation?" It was that was I just was like Jojo's got a little I don't know it's a little weird birdness. I think I want to like Jojo more than I do. Yeah, I think that's exactly. I, you know it. what? This was the first week that I also when she had the thing with Olivia and when she when Olivia told him that she basically loved him and then she threw shade on Jojo and basically was like and he loves me as well. It's oh, and it was reciprocated. I was like, with what the most awkward <laughs> hug and non-verbal reciproc like so. He's just I don't know. Am I over reading it? Do you feel like he's over it? Olivia? He's no, over ben. It. Oh my god. Yeah. He's Ben's over, over it. it. Yeah. Olivia, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. over it. Because well, it's also like I feel like they got into the bone zone pretty quick. Like I don't think they did it, but you feel like I feel like because remember she kept pulling him upstairs. I feel like they hooked up mm-hmm. like like fooled around early and now it's like now she's so the clingy. sexual tension is gone and like and now she's like the crazy girl that won't go away. That's, That's I think so too. I completely agree. Also my She sister- seems to think so too. She kept saying that oh, on yeah. the episode. She's basically. got no confidence left. Yeah. She uh, she's on the outside looking in, and I was watching it with my sister, and uh, who's a you know majored in psych, work. she's a social worker, and she made an excellent point. She said, "If you're having a panic, ta- if you're really having a panic attack, 
you can't say I'm having a panic attack. Like you just have one yeah. where you you can't even like function. You can't literally go, okay, I think I'm having a panic attack. I'm gonna and then she like talked herself out of it. I was also, like, since when is water the cure for a panic attack? <laughs> there remember, was a lot yeah. of it. It was Somebody amazing just the her. amount. The amount of trash talk about how awesome she was going to be, like how quickly. Now, I, I appreciate it. Just talking about the talent show, like, so this was the only week that they haven't opened a barn door and found, like, some obscure band that they have to play <laughs> to. But, they, but all the girls, they didn't make one girl go, oh, my God, I'm so excited to see Terry Fader. I'm sorry. I had no idea who that was. I, I had to look him up. I've never heard of Terry Fader. Like, no, but no, uh, Terry, like, and somebody actually had to look in the camera and say, we all love Terry Fader. We're so excited to be here with Terry Fader. <laughs> they had to give that girl an extra 20 bucks just to get it out. Yeah. I'm, Dude, uh, yeah. That- how about, how annoying is the chicken lady? I find her just, and also I felt like she was racist last week. Wait, sorry, which one is yes. the chicken lady? The chicken lady the chicken is a lady. kindergarten teacher who's got like just this face. She's got just the like, match- she's got the accent. She's got the Michigan accent. She's like, you know, and if I, if it's, if he's out there and you gotta go, you know, like she's the one in the chicken head. Yes. Doing the limerick. She's so, okay. I know she, she keeps is. getting roses and I'm th- like, I what? thought she was like a realtor or something. Cause the whole time there's been this floating mystery for me, which is what happened happened to the chicken enthusiast she's still there i didn't she's realize gone. no no she's oh. gone oh, she's no, gone no. i called her the she's chicken gone. lady because she had that this chicken hat on during the talent competition yes. okay she's yeah. not the chicken enthusiast i mean she no. is like a real estate agent or an esthetician Speaking or of throwing yeah. shade, i felt like amber threw a lot of shade and she's gone and and i just want to say amber if you're listening you're a beautiful girl you've got to stop looking for men on tv it's got <laughs> to stop you can't amber, be on another i show. thought Amber's super hot. I think the downfall of Amber is she doesn't jump in and then complains about not jumping in. And then, and then I thought she, she was kind of a little mean-spirited this season. Yeah. She was mean. She was not cool to the jubes. And she was sort of bitchy. She likes to stir the pot. Yeah. I can't remember which one Amber is. See, that's she a, got caught. She, she, was, she was on, on Bachelor in Paradise. Two seasons ago. Okay. Like really pretty light-skinned black woman. She she got cut this this round with cut. the other one that I didn't even know her name. She was on Jubilee last week. Yeah, okay. we'll cut this part out. We'll cut this part out. <laughs> That's all right. No, I mean because she's, okay. she's 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 yeah she's a catch. Okay, so wait, what about let's talk about the twins going to the twins. I mean, okay, first of all, the twins walking on the treadmill, the twins and their dogs living with their mother, and like one of the twins who lasted had like this gigantic bandage on her thumb the entire time that they'd never addressed. No, she's, yes, thank you. I texted Katie earlier today to say, did they ever explain how she broke her thumb? I think that was the twin that stayed around, though. Wasn't that Emily? Yeah, the Emily with the bandage stayed around. I think she got it from uh, the goal, the goalie. Oh I was God. glad that she had it because it allowed me to differentiate. And Chris other, Harrison said yeah. it. He's, okay. He okay. said on one of those, Arnie, you remember that? He said, the only way I could tell them apart is one had the, the bandage on. Honestly, like, I feel like like a producer took her out back, broke her thumb just so that we could tell her apart. I think <laughs> like, so. I did think well, even before the date started, first of all, when on the commercial break, when they teased the two for one twin elimination, I was watching it with my he, twin. And we were just like, we can't even watch. Like, it was so <laughs> upsetting on so many levels. And then I thought, oh, God, just cut them both. Just, they're in yeah. the house. Cut them both. Just, just make it. The, 
easier. But that tw- that twin date unfolded like I did not. First of all, when Chris Harrison came into the house, he had to wake half of them up. They're in their well, 20s. It was in the them, afternoon. Not, but none of them were wearing makeup. Yeah. It was like, I don't know what they were doing, but I'd never seen all of them together with yeah. zero makeup on. They said they were napping. It was the yeah. Who naps? Oh, You're like 22. What could you possibly be tired be- about? Well, I kept thinking in my mind when he woke him up, when they said we're the only ones up, I assumed it was like 7 a.m. And then when they were like, oh, they're all napping, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I mean, I love a nap. Don't get me wrong. I love a nap. But, like, most people... It's what, not what? part of their day every day. You're in Vegas. Yeah. You're on a reality show and you're napping when you're 23. Weird. <laughs> like, I it just... The whole thing was... I guess I just, you know, I know I have a different perspective because I am a twin, but, um, you know, they're, they're, it's, everything is just so wrong about them. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many terrible things. It gives twins a bad name. Who the hell, the the treadmill was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I have a question. I have a question for you, Aaron, as a twin. And I have older brothers who are twin, who are identical twins. Um, What I found cringeworthy but maybe realistic, but I don't think so, um, was when their mom, the Dachshund Wrangler, uh, (laughs) was describing the difference between them. And the differences were so... It was... I felt bad for twins everywhere because the differences were so subtle and it was only in relation to each other. It was just... One of them is more outgoing and more dominant, and the other one eventually will be into it a thousand percent, but it takes her a little bit longer. Like, those are not personality traits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. I, I think it's still next level when you're identical. I'm fraternal, so I think it's so much healthier. Like, I, I would, you know, and Megan and I are so different. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have the same sense of humor, and it's like your built-in best friend. Um, but it, I felt like identical's got a whole other set of issues. I feel like they often do get defined. But you in hear that a lot, though. Yeah. You, you, I wasn't surprised by that comment at all because literally, that's how. It, it, yeah. That's how people just. Dis- oh, Aaron's a little bit more outgoing, but Megan, once you. <laughs> Crack her shell. Was, she'll t- you know what I mean? Like right. I've heard that so many times that I did. I did but feel did weird that Emily sold Haley down the river, though. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the mom kind of did, and then I felt like like there was something weird. Like looking at this mom, the girls live at home. They have their doc, their twin doctrines. Like the mom kind of lets them like put out. Like I like like I did a little Google searching online, and they they are professional twins. What? What do you also, mean, Arden? So what do they do? Okay, so I did some searching online because it said basically it was like because they were saying, oh, um, you know, we've done this in public. And so basically they they do like they do stuff like you can hire them like as basically hot twins. Like they are professional like hot twins. I, like that. To like come to your party and be hot? Dance. Yeah, and, they, and I think they like audition together to be like cheerleaders together, and they like and they like have been on other TV shows. And then like I look at the mom, and I'm like, what mom would let their hot twins go on The Bachelor together? Like, what's up in this household that that's cool? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like putting out the and every crazy. every picture, right? Like when they when when they're talking to camera. They're both, I don't know, it's like the the greatest edits because they're literally yeah. positioned as like professional twins. You know what I mean? And like, it's, it was, it was so funny to me. They're practically sitting on each other's laps. 
But who would have thought what was amazing? Because like they've they've said about themselves, they've said we're not smart. A lot of the women were like, "There's no, there's no talent here." Who would have ever guessed that the people with the talent would have been the twins? They were amazing. They mm-hmm. kicked off the show. They killed it. They killed that river dance. That like that river dance, killing it. It's just so. It's just so funny and overwhelming and. How about when they go into Haley's room and she's taking every picture of her and her ex-boyfriend down? I was dying. And when she said they should have taken this down, who's the they? The producers, right? The producers? That was weird. Oh, my God. So she's got pictures of her boyfriend up everywhere. Mm -hmm. Then Emily's like, Haley doesn't really like you. Like, And you're just like, holy, what is happening? Yeah. When that when she was, was crying and saying like I hate to say it but I just think it's time for my sister to go home, <laughs> I was like, I would oh never. I don't know. I would. I would just never do that with my tw- like. I would never say that. I figured they would get cut together. I thought they would get cut. I thought, oh god, drop them both. Oh yeah. my god. Then they can go on their All professional right. twin tour. Of course, it's so Vegas, right? You can only be professional twins in Vegas. That's where you go. And then was at home. The whole thing just freaked me out. It freaked me out. Clearly, they have some money. The mall is a nice house. They were at, like, move out. Get a condo. You know what I mean? Like The, the oh, number of dogs freaked me out. And I'm a dog person. I love dogs. Yeah. But I just imagined yeah. if you're bringing the guy that you've fallen in love with on a TV show home to your mom who's only a few years older than you who also could be a contestant. You don't want there to be five dachshunds all of a sudden jumping around. The like that's intense. So, yeah. it, it felt so like, is this for real? Is this happening? <laughs> right. Like, I, I don't know what else could go happen. It did it did feel like they rented it, and it was like, okay, which brings us to the Becca date. When that Mm. that dress, that wedding dress, I'm sorry, you can't. She had to know it was coming. It fit her perfectly. Yes. Oh, it did. Yeah, it it did did fit fit her really well. And they don't normally fit you that well. (laughs) No, no. And it fit her perfectly. And that's like a very specific mermaid dress. Like that's either going to fit you. It's like it's not a great dress. I do think. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Arden. Oh, it's quite right. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like um, like when she pulled it out, it actually looked like a joke dress. But then, like on her, it actually looked pretty. So clearly, they've tried on a bunch of dresses. But that that was a very weird. How about these people who are starting their lives, get having been married by Ben Higgins? That's what I wondered. In the, the same way that I thought these people who go to see a puppet show and they get a talent list show from these women, <laughs> yeah. who are those people? But. Especially, who are the people who agreed to get married in Vegas by Ben and Becca? And how do they find? Like, how does that work? I I loved what I was laughing so hard at was Ben was like taking it so seriously, and he was like, "I'm just, I'm so nervous." This is the, I'm like, "You are marrying people right off the street that choose to get married in Vegas. You're dealing with a whole like a crazy pot, you right. know, like." <laughs> You're, you're dealing with the craziest of crazy. It's like, self-selecting. It, it's so insane to me how you could you could get married in ve- whatever. Like if there's if there's a group of people that you don't need to be nervous for, <laughs> it's people getting married in yeah, a chapel in Las Vegas. The bar is lower. Yeah, well, his bar is so low with Sex Panther that I think the bar is just so low. Sex Panther. You know what? Now as we're really recapping the episode, uh, let me just break it down. I'm really enjoying the season, but I do really miss, like, looking back, because I didn't get back in until last season with Caitlin the Bachelorette. I feel like the Bachelorette, they humiliate people more, like the Bachelorette with the sumo, the sumo challenge. Oh, yeah. 
And then you have like at the Alamo, the serenading. I feel like there's a higher level of humiliation on the Bachelorette than there is on the Bachelor. Well, I thought what some of the most humiliating, not maybe not humiliating, but cringeworthy and awkward. Katie and I were talking about this before the episode began. Was the kisses? The kisses after those people got married were like the most oh horrible. Oh the God, Asian oh, couple. The Asian couple. The Asian yeah. couple. Oh my! I literally was like, is she? Is she at gunpoint? Is she? <laughs> was she? Is this a hostage situation? He was adorable. He was so cute. And it was like, but she just looked captured. She was captured. If if he was white, I'd be like male order bride. (laughs) No, but it was like, she did not want to be there. She did not want to be going off to whatever was going to happen in the room afterwards. He was like French. He was like kissing her cheeks. Then went right. I literally was like, this is good. This is so And then it was just like the trashiest couples you could clean up and put on television. I found no most of the most of the kissing on this on this last episode at least was kind of icky. Yeah, there was one. I wish I could remember who it was, but the sound effect kind of turned my stomach. It was, like, there was just like a lot of like, <laughs> like a lot of suction. You know what? I remember that. I remember there was one that I like. I agree with you. There was one where I like had to cover my face. Yeah, and my they, ears. they're such forced. I think you're getting to like, you know, in the in the history of this show. I mean, I've probably, I yeah. you know, I haven't watched it since day one, but I've watched a lot. Um, it's getting quicker and quicker to say I love you, mm-hmm. to say I'm, you know, I'm falling in love right. with you, and now I think the physical. They're like, I feel like three or four women in this last episode practically sprinted, jumped on him, and made out weirdly and awkwardly. Like it's getting like you're on the clock. Yeah, they're all Jamie from the season with Ben. If anyone knows who I'm talking about or what I'm talking about, yes, yes. I don't, but I like that. It is. It is, that is because it's also like, like honestly, I think, like I think they're actually only in the Bachelor house for like five days. Like I think the whole thing takes like two and a half weeks. So to be like making out. And like falling in love, like making out great, but like the, 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 like falling in love and I don't, I think it's a little bit more longer than that, but not much more. And then if you're watching the show, you realize that you got to drop the L bomb by episode Mm -hmm. maybe six or else you're not there for the right reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. My friend Steve Heiner, who was on last week, he is friends with a girl who had been a contestant on. So I'm trying to see if we can get her on. See, She's been a bachelorette. I, I want to have her. I have questions for her. Who is it? Do you know? I don't know, but I think, but I think he thinks that she'll come on with him. That would be fun. That would be fun. I tweeted something at the beginning about how, like, the premise that I can't get past is the idea that this hot young twenty-something is desperately looking for his wife. Like, I always find it hard to get past that. Um, and then some people wrote back and said, like, well, what about the idea that all these women are there for love as opposed to just because they want to be on TV? But I, my feeling is always that the women there do begin to get feelings for the guy. And maybe it's I just because they they're in close quarters and it's the competition. But I could, I mean, maybe just because I know how I, I can form a crush, you know, in two minutes. I just, I, I completely that, agree. that they are totally into it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's why well, if it was I a lesbian, it was lesbians, the show would be over in an hour. <laughs> it would just be like, I love I, you. I just met you. Let's, let's hole up. They should do that show. I, I totally want to do it. I wonder if 
just because he was on, like, I think the way they set it up is so smart where, like, because he was on and, like, how they get, like, so maybe, I don't know why he went on in the first place, but so, so he went on and then you think, I think he really fell for Caitlin. And so that's how I think because he'd been through the process and like been rejected now he's in the system and you almost feel like he's like, now this is how you meet people. <laughs> and, and also when he's doing the bachelor, I, I haven't seen one yet. The, the after show, what is it called? Bachelor live or, bachelor you know, live. He's, I, I so saw a clip of him talking yeah, to like Allison Williams and who was Michelle, Michelle Collins. And I was like, Oh my God, like now he's meeting, you know, maybe he has a, he's engaged, maybe he's not, whatever. But now he's meeting all these, like, celebrities and other people. He could just, like, meet someone that he likes more. Just, like, just being, up. like, you know. Yeah. We, I'm not done yeah. talking about Becca. Can we talk about Becca more? She's yeah. just yes. so fascinating. That date. That date. So that, that, so then they went to, they went to the, the, um, whatever, the neon sign museum. Wait, and how about the chapel, no- Moo Moo? How about that, how about that outfit she changed into after she took the wedding the dress off? The Chapa Mumu was was weird, and then her reaction to being at the Neon Museum was like, oh, what is this? Oh, okay. Like, there was no, like, oh, this is cool. She's like, what? Like, w- almost, like, weird. Why would you have signs? Like, <laughs> such a dud. Is she a dud? Because I didn't see her season. It felt like a dud. Well, she wasn't a dud, but she, believe me, she has a lot more personality this season than Chris's season for sure. I mean, which is she was much. hot and cool playing basketball. She could she can casually toss a basketball, and she was she very was, sexy playing. Yeah, basketball. she was nailing it on the basketball. I think I don't know. I did think I don't know what you guys think about this. What did you think about when she's wearing a wedding? Like their whole every single woman is like, I want to get married. I want to get married. Mm-hmm. I want to get married. So you're it's like marriage, marriage, marriage. Then the date is a wedding chapel. You get in a wedding dress. Ben gets on one knee, and you're like, oh, God, like, this is so... I felt like that was so mean. Like, I, I was just like, it oh, this mean. is so right. overwhelming. Yeah, it felt mean. Like, like it was like, will you, like, psych? I wouldn't fucking propose to you. I, was, <laughs> it just I thought it was mean. like a little too mean. on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, it felt mean. It felt... I agree with you. It felt mean, mean-spirited. Some, I like Becca. Sometimes I feel like... um. I just, you know, overall, and I, I'm not just whatever, is, is I know I respect everybody's choice. You know, I want to be mm-hmm. a virgin. Till, great. Knock yourself out. I do think your 20s is for taking your pants off. You know, I, I think it's like rip it up. I think she would have because she's beautiful, but she has no sexual energy whatsoever. She's not a sex panther. She's not a sex panther. She's, she's like not, a not even panther. a sex cub. Mm-mm. Like, she's I swear, if, you get la- if she got laid, she, she'd have more energy. Yeah, Seth Panther. I know he was sort of testing it, like jump the bones. Like he was basically like, yeah. "Do you have a libido? Do you yeah. have, do you want to get at it? Because it seems like you may not want to get at it." And she claimed that she did, but it didn't. I didn't feel it. No, I didn't either. Now, what do you think about the fact that he asked her how she feels about the fact that he's not a virgin, and she? I didn't, that was a. Oh, go ahead. Okay. You, you finish. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Well, she. I forget exactly what she said, but she, you know, explained that it, it's like okay to her. And I was thinking, but is it really okay to you? Because if you believe what you believe, then I would think that you wouldn't be so cool. I mean, I know that you're here for love and you're on The Bachelor, but I, I doubt that she really is so okay with his not being a virgin. 
But like, where are you going to find a virgin at that age? Yeah, because yeah. Christian Mingle. I, I don't know. I, I do think that like, remember when he, he looked right at the camera and he was like right before they went into the Neon Museum and he was like, his questions that he posed, he, you know, I want to get to know Becca. And then he said something, I, I didn't write it down, but it was like, you know, um, can she love? Can she feel? Can she, I was like, she's not, she's yeah, a person. Can I was feel? like, oh my God, what's happening? Basically like, will she fuck me? Is she going to, is, mm-hmm. is, are we going to get in the bone zone ever? Is that going to happen? But she's not a robot. Like it was like, does she a piece of tree bark? Does she have a blood <laughs> circulating in her torso? Um, you guys, well, I guess we should, Eddie Pepitone, um, he, I know, Allison, you, Eddie Pepitone is part of our podcast. He's in Atlanta and he's been doing, he's been filming a show and he's never seen The Bachelor before the season. Oh, wow. He really hated it. And then last week he started actually getting teary eyed during the date and like <laughs> was starting to fall into it. But this week. This week, he's now realized the commitment level of like the fact that he's now, now he started watching Fargo and he's so angry that he's committed to this for two hours a week. <laughs> um, uh, so if before we, we, I guess we'll end with Eddie Pepitone, but is there any final thoughts, ladies? Is there any questions we want to pose people to email us at, at rosepodcast.com and uh, at gmail.com, rosepodcast at gmail.com. Um, also, like us on, uh, our Facebook page. Do you, let's see, Sex Panther. Sex Panther. Is there a Sex Panther question? Well, maybe like what 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 traits, you know, a couple like two or three traits where you would define what a Sex Panther is in your opinion. Okay. I don't think swinging a leg over your knee and eating a, a pecking off your eye <laughs> is Sex Panther yeah, material. Know, I think we need to educate, I think we need to educate ben, ben Higgins on what a real Sex Panther is. Yeah. And I, and I, and I don't think it's a... It's a girl who is racy because she met her last boyfriend on an airplane. Yeah, and the cookie and the and the cookie thing. Who uh, cookie. do you guys think will make it to the end? Do you have? Yeah, I think that's I think Lauren, that's a great way to wrap think, it up. Who Lauren, are contenders? I think, I think it's going to be Lauren. I really think Lauren is going to take it. The I, I'm putting it all on Lauren. I think she's got it. I think the well, top three. Let's yeah. do top three. I think Lauren, what, JoJo, Lauren, Becca. Kay- oh, really? Not Kayla? Sex Panther? I feel like Kayla's going far. I feel like Kayla's going Other far. Other than who would you who would you remove from Becca? Uh, I would Laura remo- B or JoJo. JoJo. JoJo or Becca. I w- it, like again for some reason for some reason I just maybe I have feelings for JoJo. I just like her. I want her to do well. I don't. I don't want really to see it. Also, I feel like maybe he's not going to go for the virgin. Be- I think he wants Becca, to get it on. Becca gets. I think Becca go, gets close, mm-hmm. but I don't see her in top three. Okay, right. so Kayla, JoJo, Lauren. Yeah. Final three. I think JoJo's so. JoJo's a wild card. I think JoJo's a, wi- a little bit of a wild card. I almost think that they're not that compatible, but I, I kind of I feel like oh, wait, what about I like the mom? JoJo. The mom, she doesn't have enough airplay. I, don't, okay. I think she's off in one yeah. or two. Um, I'm trying to think. Jennifer, boobs in the moonlight. I thought she was real strong start, but she's got no airplay in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Boobs in the and moonlight usually, has got nothing. Yeah, usually you got to get a little bit more airplay, you know, in past seasons to like you know keep going. You don't think that the twins going to stay in there? No, no. I don't think the twin. I'm trying I to think, think of Jube, who's left. I think Jubilee will probably make it to top five. 
I think I see Jubes and Becca maybe in top five. Okay. I thought Jennifer would make more of a push by now, but now I feel like she's on the outside looking in. I think the top two, yeah, I would say Kayla, JoJo, and uh, and Flight Attendant. Yeah. I think Lauren B is going to go all the way. No, I mean, I think she's the front runner. I don't know. I think she's the front runner. What do you think? So when do we lose yeah, Olivia? I think so. When do we lose Olivia after next week after she calls the other one Teen Mom? Okay. I think we. Teen. I thought we were going to lose her on this one. I was surprised when she got the rose. The How producers, much is it? they can't get. They yeah. already lost late. Those producers are keeping her around for a little bit. How this? That's what I would. I don't know if you guys know anyone who who works on The Bachelor. Um, I do, I'm like bachelor producer adjacent so i know some people who know some people but i don't personally know them but i wonder how much can they dictate who stays and who goes yeah a lot it feels like it feels like they're like you get eight we get four (laughs) (laughs) i think they dictate a lot in the beginning i really do and i think you know also i was also just thinking sometimes you like insert yourself in these situations and um you know, the, you have 20 hot ladies or 25, whatever it is, stepping out. You feel like you could cut, after just meeting them for a couple hours, you could probably cut 10. Mm. Just literally based on first impression and, and physical attraction, you know? And yeah. so right now, I feel like you could, you could almost cut three or four more pretty, fairly quickly. But, uh, oh, yeah, the chicken, chicken lady's going to go. Yeah, yeah chicken. I think, boobs, yeah. I think boobs in the moonlight's going to go. I, I don't know. I thought, they had, I thought they had something, but now I feel like maybe not. But uh, yeah, producer. I think they probably have a real say. Till seems like it. maybe even top Olivia five. Stayed, yeah. yeah, yeah. Allison, Aaron, do you guys have any shows coming up that you want to promote? Where am I? Uh, well, I'm local. Where I'm, I'm local until oh, February. Yeah, we're doing a show. Yeah, with February you. First, we're doing. We're doing a show at Meltdown this Monday, February 1st, 9 p.m. Please come. I'm filming it. Yes. And just AaronKFoley.com is, uh, I should update it, but I will. And there's shows on there. Allison, do you have any shows or anything? I just want to plug my podcast. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Comes out twice a week. Arden is going to be a guest coming up. And you can get that at AllisonRosen.com and I'm on Twitter at AllisonRosen.com and go to iTunes.com slash AllisonRosen and thank you for having me this has been really fun Allison what a joy you're your best friends I, you, know what's, you know what's frightening is that I actually because I looked at the clock I'm like okay this has been a long episode but like I could have kept talking for like three more like now me too. like like to actually be with somebody who really watches it and to discuss it, it's like, oh, I gotta I have to force myself to end it just so I don't torture everybody <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much, and thanks for doing this cross-country. I really appreciate it. And thank you, Katie. Thank you, Anna. And uh, Mark Rivers, our awesome songs writer after Eddie Pepitone. Goodbye. See you next week. Meow, meow, meow. Hi, this is Eddie Pepitone uh, speaking about The Bachelor. Hi, Arden. Hi, Aaron. You know, Ben not giving a rose to Rachel, the unemployed woman, and she had the guts to say she was unemployed. It's a metaphor for what goes on in this country. The unemployed are getting so screwed around in this country and it's a perfect metaphor for this whole show like the woman who had the guts to say i'm unemployed doesn't get a rose 
Oh, my God. So, first of all, I never realized when I got involved in this project that this show was two hours. And then they have a show after this called Bachelor Live. So I And I think that goes on for an hour. So this – and then there's podcasts. We are not the only podcast. What I'm saying is that our country – is in such terrible shape. And Ben not giving a rose to the unemployed woman, Rachel, is a perfect metaphor for the whole thing. My favorite part of tonight's show were the three dogs that the terrifying twins um, have with their mother. By the way, I thought it was funny that the twins live with their mother. I think they do anyway. I can't even follow, follow this show because I fade in and out. It's like a bad trip man but you know i it's so funny because i uh, when uh, ben told one of the twins he doesn't want to be with them uh and then he was in the in the limo going home i noticed there was a uh, um a piece of gauze around the twin that he i don't even know their names <laughs> I can't be bothered with their names. Uh, you have to know this woman, Olivia's name, because she's been made into the villain and she's the strong one. <clears throat> you know, she's so vapid. They're all vapid, but she's particularly vapid because she let it out tonight that here's a quote. I read a lot of romance novels and things work out. And, you know, this is the journalist. Um, well, she's obviously not a journalist. Um, you know, you could be an anchor, uh, an anchor woman. I think it's Alaska she came from. Uh, if you just I, well, you could be an anchor woman. You know, you just have to look pretty. But I noticed in the car when he said goodbye to one of the twins that um, you know when he was with one of the twins that she had a big piece of gauze on her thumb, and I was like, "What the fuck is the gauze from?" <laughs> They had like, did she cut her thumb? Did I miss that? Why aren't they talking about her thumb? That's how bad this show is. <laughs> this show. Now, it's so funny because last week I was talking about how I was kind of crying in my hotel room because I'm on the road and, you know, I'm feeling lonely. But now I'm coming to the end of the road trip. So I, I feel my strength coming back to me as a man, you know, as a human being. Um, the road can really kind of grind you down. Uh, I'm away from my family. Um, the only thing I was moved by tonight were the three dogs in the twins and mom's house. Uh, I was just like looking at the dogs going, ah, oh, what beautiful dogs. Uh, I don't know what to say, except what I'm thinking of during this show is I can't believe it's two hours. I didn't want to commit this amount of time to it, you know, to watch this. So I think from here on in, I'm just going to watch five minutes of each episode. <laughs> and I know this will probably bomb Arden out and Aaron out um, and, and the fans of this show. But, you know, I'm sorry, but this isn't a, an interesting guilty pleasure. You know, it's a guilty pleasure. Fargo. Fargo's a guilty pleasure, that show. I've been binge-watching that show. I, I have the last episode to go on my iPad, and I'm like, I can't believe I can't get to it because I'm watching this fucking show. And the idiot host, this guy Harrison who comes on, you know, he, Harrison comes on and makes little announcements to the dopey fucking way that they, you know, create 
phony drama with, you know, giving out the rose really slowly. And who didn't know that the last rose was going to be given to Olivia because that's the formula, you know, like, oh, my God. So anyway, I don't know if, um, you know, I can make it uh, through this series. (laughs) There was a poignant moment. Uh, you know, of course, the moments that, uh, you know, like Ben and Becca, the 26-year-old virgin. Are you kidding me? Anyway, they uh, they became, you know, Ben became ordained as a priest and was marrying these people. It was kind of interesting to see the faces of the people getting married in a, sh- in a chapel in Vegas because they were real people. And uh, that was kind of interesting while these two reality TV people are burying them. That was a little sad for them. But anyway, so this is Eddie Pepitone. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, sorry, I'm feeling clear-headed uh, tonight, but uh, this is uh, an abominable, abominable disgrace of a show. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for the girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Now leaving. Nerdist.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.